is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811. Anyway, um, 877-381-3811. Okay, I'll do it properly. President Trump will be on the program next hour. You know, we don't have a lot of heavyweight candidates and politicians on the program. Now and then. Uh, But there you go. We look forward to it. It's always a good time. It's always a great guest. Now... It's interesting, you know, the show begins, I'm hearing the music, Mr. Producer knows this, I have a plan, and I, then I abort the plan immediately, like I am right now. Because, well, it doesn't matter how I think, but I was thinking about so much of the unreality that we have to deal with. The vast majority of things that we're told to believe, we don't believe. The vast majority of things that our kids are told to believe, we tell them don't believe it. Most of which comes across our table, news, TV, radio news, the written word news, we don't believe it. In other words, So much of what's going on in our country today, in our lives today, has absolutely nothing to do with what we're being told. And on the other hand, things are changing in our country in ways that we reject. In fact, in many ways, we're appalled by it. It's not like we put it up to some kind of a plebiscite. You and I don't really have a say in any of these things. What goes in our classrooms? K through 12, these are called public schools. But they're government schools. They're indoctrination mills. As the progressives told us 120 years ago, a.k.a. the American Marxists, they should be. They borrowed that from Stalin. 
How do we know? They told us. They told us right there in the pages of the New Republic in 1928. John Dewey himself. Woodrow Wilson told us in 1908. I'm doing this all off the top of my head, but this is the way it works. When he was president of Princeton. And he wrote a treatise on the Constitution and how to interpret it. Forget about the Constitution, he says in so many words. It's an old document, and you hear it today. It can't possibly keep up with a big, vibrant, industrialized nation, which it was not at the founding. And reject the Declaration, he says. All that talk about unalienable rights, and we get our rights from God and all the rest, that's all quaint stuff. It's all quaint stuff. But what does that have to do with anything? He says, look at the back end of the Declaration, where they have over 20 complaints that they're making. That's what you need to look at. Franklin Roosevelt, we're told, is the greatest modern president for the Democrats, the greatest president ever. Why? Because he destroyed our economic system. He prolonged the Depression. He changed the relationship between we the people and the individual in government. And all every Democrat who gets elected wants to do better and be bigger than FDR, including the idiot that's in the Oval Office right now. He went at war to the Supreme Court of the United States. He went to war, destroyed its independence, threatened to pack it. Eventually he did, as the older members of the court retired, he replaced them with radicals and Racists, Justice Black, been a lawyer for the Klan in Alabama, senator from Alabama. You look at our entire history, how it's rewritten. You look at the history of the Democrat Party versus the Republican Party. Look how that's rewritten. They actually flipped the parties. You look at the people who bring you news. They have no real substantive background, they have no real substantive experience. And to the extent they have any resume, it's a resume that is radical. Or a resume of being with or connected to in some way the Democrat Party. The overwhelming majority of them. And look. Look how these people use modern technology to further try and control us and brainwash us. Whether it is social media, but for... One of my heroes, Elon Musk. Look at them. They were more than happy to do the bidding of the Biden administration, the FBI, DHS, Adam Schiff. More than happy to do it, and they did it. The pages of the New York Times, this is a newspaper, a corporation. That should have gone out of business a long time ago for its outrageous inhumanity, whether it was Ukraine or the Third Reich, or Cuba, or today, with Hamas and Israel. Who are these people? Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, lightweights, failed politicians and operatives and radio hosts. Comcast gives them a, a platform. Who's Comcast? What are they? 
Who's on their board? So much of what's going on swirling around us, we have no control over. It is static in our ears. But they have control over what? How we're governed. How our kids are taught. And it's 99.9% pro this American Marxist Democrat Party ideology. They seek to change the American people from a free-thinking, engaged, independent, curious, and industrious people to a people who are dispirited, silenced, subsidized, inattentive, and compliant. And in this pursuit, language and thought control are essential. And should they succeed... Well, there will likely exist the patina of a free and vibrant people living under democratic conditions and voting in regular election cycles. But it will be a grand deception. Because in truth, the Democrat Party and these surrogates and these elements in our culture will oversee an omnipresent, despotic government that will rule in matters large and minute, the evidence of which is rising all around us. Look at Joe Biden. Nobody with any objectivity, any seriousness, any desire to succeed would ever hire Joe Biden to do anything. He can't do anything. And he's never really done anything other than get elected to the Senate six times from a tiny Democrat state. To hang on Obama's coattails, who never did anything either, to become vice president of the United States. And look how he's running his campaign now. There's no real campaign. There are legal efforts to try and get Joe Biden elected president. There are billionaires trying to get Joe Biden elected president. There are free media, massive in-kind contributions coming from the Democrats in the media and the corporatists that own these media platforms and outlets. He's going to run on democracy? Victor Davis Hanson, if I get around to it, has a great piece today that Joe Biden seems to think he has to destroy democracy in order to run on democracy. These people are destroying, more accurately, our constitutional republic. They're destroying it. Even today as I speak, and there's no pushback, there's no real media attention, I see it in the Washington Examiner, by Breck and Thighs, Education Department Accelerates Student Loan Debt Cancellation Plan. Now why does this matter? Why does it matter? This is a grave usurpation of the power of the purse from Congress, particularly the Republican House. And it's a grave violation of separation of powers because he is defying, he is usurping the Supreme Court in its ruling that he doesn't have this power. And on he goes. The media are very powerful. They don't report something. Well, then, for millions of people, nothing ever happened. 
The Biden administration announced this morning it's expanding and accelerating its income-driven student loan forgiveness plan. Bars who originally took out loans of 12000 or less have made at least 10 years of payments will be eligible for complete debt cancellation as early as next month. They call it the Saving and Valuable Education Plan. This is a crude, despotic effort, unconstitutional on at least two levels, in which he wants to transfer wealth from the taxpayer or those of us who have to pay the interest on the debt and future generations to part of his voting base. Three weeks ago, he signed an executive order increasing the salary, the base salaries of all federal personnel by 5.5%. The greatest increase in 40 to 50 years. Just did it. Signed an executive order that they kept quiet for as long as they possibly could. That gives four hours leave for any bureaucrat to vote. And a four-hour leave for any bureaucrat to work at the precincts. That's an army of over 2 million people. The overwhelming majority of whom are Democrats and donate to Democrats. With the signature of a pen. You had no input. I had no input. Nobody had any input. It's out there in independent media. It hasn't been reported by big media, corporate media. Because they don't care. They support it. They support the Democrats. In addition to the $12,000 10-year payment limit for immediate cancellation... The plan allows borrowers to receive the benefit after one year of additional payments per $1,000 above $12,000 borrowed. Now, who passed this law? Nobody. Who said he couldn't do it? The Supreme Court. But he's doing it. While he's running around talking about democracy. Therefore, someone who borrowed $13,000 would have to make a minimum payment 11 years before getting the remainder if as I heard debt erased, the offer is based on the original principle of the loan, not current debt. The Department of Education added it believes that the plan will make 85% of community college bars debt-free within 10 years. It's not my job. That's not your job. And by the way, what does it teach this generation? I have to be honest with you. I always am. I have friends, and I know people. They're very upset about the Democrats, very upset about the growth of government. They're very upset about people on the dole. The debt. And they're 100% correct. And yet some of them are on the dole. This is what Mises meant. That we all sound like Marxists now. They're on the dole. Proudly. Working the system. While complaining about it. That's why sometimes you have to throw your hands in the air and say, Jesus, they've conquered us. They've devoured this generation. This generation. Now, the Education Department is going to announce an outreach program to accompany the rollout in which the department will start emailing borrowers to encourage them to sign up for the program. It also plans to work with third parties to boost enrollment in the plan. So, 
you can see that this is basically a Democrat Party operation. They're not giving any such leniency to mortgage borrowers, people who borrow money to buy cars, nor should they. Just a specific group of people. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pleasure to be with you, as it always is. So here I am. We've discussed with you a serious, a grave violation of the Constitution, separation of power, and more, costing you and me, the American people, half a trillion dollars. And they're moving as fast as they can to dole out the money. And Biden has absolutely no constitutional authority to do any of it. The court has said so. I mean, I've analyzed it. They're correct 100%, unless you don't believe in the power of the purse belonging to Congress. Nothing. Nothing on CNN or MSNBC, nothing in the pages of the New York Times or Washington Post, nothing in the network news coverage, nothing in any news coverage. A grave violation of the Constitution, grave, costing you half a trillion dollars. No big deal. When Mark Levin was a kid, his teachers didn't like his snide sense of humor. Today, they still don't like it. Call Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. Reminder, President Trump will be on at 7, our second hour, Eastern Time. Joe Biden says in Allentown today uh, at the Nowhere Coffee Shop, well, listen for yourselves. Cut one, go. I've already delivered the message to man. They know I'm not to do anything. We will make sure that we respond to who these they continue this outrageous behavior along with our allies. And so, I'm playing this for a reason. Number one, he's asked if the Houthis are a terrorist group. He says, I think they are. Well, Donald Trump labeled them as a terrorist group which has legal implications. Joe Biden lifted that as soon as he came into office. He says, Iran doesn't want a war with us. But Iran is at war with us. Um, Was there a successful strike last night? He says, yes, I don't think there were any civilian casualties. So that's the test, you see, of whether it's a successful strike. I want to raise a couple of points about this. 
it really sickens my stomach that we have American soldiers under attack. We have an American tanker. We've had American ships under attack. And finally, this administration doesn't hit Iran, it hits the Houthis. And we have some so-called constitutional conservatives in Congress, Democrats as well, saying you have to have a declaration of war in order to hit the Houthis in Yemen or anywhere else. A declaration of war. Now that's stupid. No, you don't. I mean, it's illogical. It's irrational. First of all, that's not the way we've ever applied the Constitution. Ever. Ever. Even the men who were around during the time of the Constitutional Convention and shortly thereafter, that's not how they defined a declaration of war. Their own practice at the time. When we were fighting the pirates off the coast of uh, Africa, Somalia today, and so forth, they didn't declare war. When you declare war, that means that you will pull all your resources, your military power together to go to war with an opponent. And back then it meant to destroy the opponent, but that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Now, there have been occasions when we should have declared war. But attacking the Houthis, the way that we've attacked them, really pinpricks, does not require a declaration of war. How stupid. And these so-called constitutionalists, are they familiar with Supreme Court precedent? That's number one. Number two, we have Republicans as well as Democrats, but I'm talking about Republicans. The likes of Gates and others, who seem to think, like the radical left, that we're the colonialists, that we're the imperialists, that we start all these fights. My God, they've been attacking American soldiers, attacking them. Iran is using its surrogates. Iran wanted to take out a former Secretary of State and former National Security Advisor, both of whom still have protection. Iran is preparing a nuclear weapon. And it can do one, it can do 101. And so we have these quizzlings dressed up as Republicans or even constitutional experts. That's right, Quislings who seem to think that we ought not defend ourselves, that these bad guys will just go away. They're not going away. They're emboldened. They're more appeaser and isolationists than Joe Biden. Joe Biden is funding Iran. They haven't lifted a damn finger to stop it. Nothing. Nothing. 
Well, then by their, by their view, ladies and gentlemen, we ought to slash the military budget by 50%. What do we need it for? What do we need it for? If we have to declare war against terrorists in Yemen who are shooting missiles and using drones against our ships and against our personnel, we have to declare war in order to fire 60 missiles? Then we might as well surrender. Because the people who hide behind the Constitution... The people who claim they're America first when they're America last. The people who can't even support a response. Not Biden, for God's sakes. A real response. In the face of our men and women and military being attacked. Make me sick to my stomach. Biden makes me sick to my stomach. He's widened the war in the Middle East by his appeasement. Appeasement is a provocation. That's why Putin rolled into Ukraine. That's why China rolled into Hong Kong. And China's going to roll into Taiwan. That's why the world's at the brink of war. Not because America's strong. Not because we, we strike too many enemies. It's because we don't do S. That's why. That's why. Now that aside, look at the Biden administration and what they're doing. They're funding Iran, which is funding the Houthis and Hamas and Hezbollah. They're funding Hamas through the UN. They're funding the PLO, the Arafat PLO, directly. They're funding Iran with tens of billions of dollars, directly and indirectly. They lifted the sanctions that Trump put on Iran. I was starving it. That was defeating it economically, the way we defeated the Soviet Union. This clown walks into the White House with this self-hating clown right next to him, Blinken, who worked with him when he was in the, on the Senate, uh, excuse me, Foreign Policy Committee. And he can't say fast enough. No, 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 we're not aware of that. Iran doesn't want a war with us. Iranians look at this, they laugh. They're on the brink of having a nuclear weapon, then it's too late. Then what the hell are we going to do? When the attack occurred on the Israeli Jews on October 7th, the Biden administration took more time going out there telling the American people Iran had nothing to do with it. Why? Because if Iran did, and they did, then Blinken, Sullivan, and yes, Biden have blood on their hands. They breathed life back into that regime. The people were rising up to overthrow that regime. Where are all these Republicans who are all over the place on social media lying about what the Constitution requires, lying about American history, lying about our military, our men and women in the military? Where are they on Iran? How many have they introduced legislation who are in Congress to deal with Iran? How many of these people on TV and radio demand that the Biden administration stop rearming Iran? These phony bastards. 
in the Republican Party, and yes, in the Democrat Party in the media. Nothing I can do about them, but these phony bastards in the Republican Party, they're going to get more Americans killed, and they're going to get their wish. They will one day get their wish. A massive war. A declaration of war. Which means your kids are going to be drafted. Which means a lot more body bags. That's what it means. They are not avoiding or even trying to avoid a war. They're the provocateurs. They're just too stupid or ideologically stubborn to understand it. You can call me warmonger, neocon, means nothing to me, because I'm not a warmonger, or a neocon, which means a Democrat who became a Republican. But it is a pejorative used against a Jew who supports America. That's what they do. But you tell me the difference between these people I'm talking about and George McGovern's foreign policy. You tell me the difference between these people and Neville Chambers' foreign policy. You tell me the difference between these people and truly Joe Biden's foreign policy. The only reason we have forever wars is because we don't seek victory. We're hit by Osama bin Laden, who's headquartered with Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. What should we have done? We should have gone in there taking that SOB out and everything around him within a hundred mile radius. That's what we should have done. Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark, nothing. We have people today in the Republican Party, certainly in the Democrat Party, and all over the media, that if we were in the middle of World War II, they would not want us to obliterate the Third Reich. Because in order to obliterate the Third Reich, we had to basically blow Germany off the face of the earth. They would have been no, no, no. They would have been undermining their great hero, Franklin Roosevelt. They would have been undermining George Marshall. They would have been undermining General Eisenhower, Patton, and all the rest of them. And can you imagine Harry Truman, a Democrat, dropping two atomic bombs in order to finally defeat Japan? Because the biggest battle of World War II was not the Battle of the Bulge. Was not Iwo Jima where my grandfather fought. Was not those battles. It was Okinawa. A little island off of off the country of Japan. It was Okinawa. And thank God we had the power and the willpower to do something about it. There were no ceasefires. We didn't provide humanitarian aid to the enemy. In fact, we targeted cities. We targeted civilians. That was the only way to destroy the military and the government. But not today. Got to hear. You hit the hooties. Oh, okay. 60 locations. Okay. Well, we need a declaration of war. I don't know what the Constitution commit. Bullcrap. Iran. Iran's been at this now almost half a century. Republican and Democrat presidents. 
Trump had them on their backs. And remember when Trump came under criticism from these same people when he took out Soleimani. Oh, my God, Trump is going to provoke a war. What can we do? You watch Tunnel to Towers, you watch Wounded Soldiers, you watch all these charities that are trying to help our men and women? Well, many of them are the casualties. Are the casualties of what the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran did to them. Oh, but we're provoking them. No, I don't think so. Quislings. A fifth column. Sometimes I wonder how the hell we're ever going to survive. With the American Marxists here at home destroying our history, destroying support for our country, turning the current generation against our country, pulling down monuments, shredding the Constitution while they're running around claiming they're defending democracy. And then we have Republicans joining radical Radical, hate America, Democrats. Blaming us. And whatever you do, don't provoke the enemy. We're not provoking anybody. Except by our appeasement. You don't send two carrier groups and a nuclear sub and all kinds of jets with all kinds of pilots into the Middle East where they're sitting ducks, or leave troops in Iraq, where they're sitting ducks. Oh, I have an idea. Let's pull them all out. Oh, okay. Maybe you haven't heard of things called missiles. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. As you know, folks, I don't sit here and take polls and surveys and I don't know what everybody in the audience believes. I don't read the comments on my social media because some people are absolutely insane. I told you about Kevin McCarthy some time ago, and many of you now wish Kevin McCarthy was there, don't you? Because he did present the most conservative budget and the most conservative effort to secure the border. And he did it in partnership with the Freedom Caucus, with Chip Roy. Byron Donalds, and so forth. I happen to like the current speaker, but I saw no reason to move the prior speaker. And he was everything I told you he was. He told the truth. The eight people who ousted him are reprobates. You don't really hear from them anymore except when they're chortling. And so we're stuck yet again. My views when it comes to foreign policy and national security ought not be controversial. These are the views, not of a warmonger or an interventionist, but somebody who loves his country and wants to protect it and doesn't want to see wars on our coasts and our shores and doesn't want to see a draft. The only way you can deal with that is to do what you need to do. All right, President Trump is scheduled to appear in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. 
Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. And more importantly, it's a great honor to welcome, and I want to say, a dear friend of mine and my family, President Trump. President Trump, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. I'm getting ready to leave for a very cold location. I guess record-setting Iowa. They have record-setting cold, but we're going to do it. We're going to get there one way or the other. It's hard to leave Florida and go to Iowa in the middle of the winter, isn't it? It's, uh, it's going to be interesting, but we have great people. I think we're going to have a big turnout despite the weather because, you know, these are real MAGA people, make America great again people, and they're going to, they're going to be voting. They say that the enthusiasm is, is greater for us than anybody else, so we should be in good shape. You know, I, uh, on behalf of my family and the family in this audience here, too, we want to... Uh pass our deepest sympathies to you and Mrs. Trump and your family on the passing of her mother, uh, yes. who I met once, and her father. And you could see, by the way, Milani would look at her mother. She absolutely adored her. So we're True. sorry about that. Well, um, thank you. It's tough, tough, tough thing. Let me, to let me, let me ask through, you as this. You know. As I say, I feel like we know each other quite well. I admire so right. much of what you do and what you've done. And then you watch the media. You're not the same person, according to them. You're not the same person that people around you know, that your supporters know. Let me just do this quickly, and then I'd like you to reply if you don't mind. Go ahead. They say you attack democracy. You have never defied a single Supreme Court ruling. Joe Biden has defied two. They say you attack democracy. You secured the border and followed the immigration laws. Joe Biden violates them. You're being faced now in every instance with these lawsuits. Civil and criminal brought by Democrats in every single case, local, state, and federal. You never did that to your opponent. You never even encouraged that. They talk about an insurrection. The Senate said, no, he didn't commit an insurrection. You're not charged with an insurrection. They have not a syllable of evidence that you encourage people to commit violence. You're not charged with that. And yet they keep saying you did. And yet there you were, the President of the United States, offering the National Guard, not sending the National Guard in to take over the Capitol. And you left office peacefully, and Biden stepped in. They create this whole thing, and now, which is incredibly offensive, you're the only president that has a Jewish son-in-law, a Jewish daughter who converted Jewish grandchildren, and they call you Hitler. So they create this whole environment, this whole scenario. I want to give you an opportunity to tell millions and millions of Americans how this makes you feel and why you think they're doing this to you. Well, they're the party of misinformation or disinformation, very similar, not quite exactly the same, but it's uh, two words that are very similar. And they are uh, just some terrible people. Look, we have people that I think they really want to hurt our country. When you see open borders where Millions and millions of people have come into our country, and many from jails, many from many are sick, very sick people, and that sickness can be passed on in a lot of cases. And uh, but also, mental institutions are being dumped into our country. 
and nobody is there to do anything about it. You know, we have the safest border in history, and today we have the worst border in history. I believe we have the worst border in the history of the world. I don't think any there was. There's never been a country where this has happened to it. This is an invasion of our country. So when you look at what they do and what they say, and they say, I'm, I want to be a dictator. You know, I was on your friend, a man who respects you greatly, as everyone else does, is Sean Hannity. And he said, so you don't want to be a dictator. And I said, no, I want to be a dictator for one day, Sean. One day we're going to become energy independent and we're going to close up the border. And just one day, then I don't want to be a dictator anymore. Now, I said that obviously joking, but nevertheless, you know, energy independence and close up the border, two things that are just, you know, we, we had the greatest energy program in history, and now we're a laughing stock all over the world. We're getting oil from Venezuela and, frankly, from Iran, and it's ridiculous. And the same thing with the others. So that's what I want. So I said I want to be a dictator for one day, and then I don't want to be a dictator any longer. But they put me – I want to be a dictator, and then they cut it off. They said Donald Trump wants to be a dictator. And he goes, I want to be a dictator. Cut. And, you know, it's so uh, it's so incredible how uh, they lie and they're evil and they must hate the country. They must hate the country. You look at elections, the way elections are all over the place. But the election was a horrible thing. Think of it. If the election and I got millions more votes, we did much better the second time than we did in 2016 and 2020. We did much better. Millions and millions of more votes. But bad things happened, and you wouldn't have inflation. Israel would not have been attacked, as you know very well. You've said it many times. Zero chance. You know, Iran was broke when I was running things. I wouldn't let other countries buy from them. I said, if you want to buy oil from Iran, you're not going to do business with the United States of America. And China took a pass. Everybody took a pass because they had to do business with us. They made too much money. I also said I'm going to put tariffs on you, 100% tariffs if you do any business at all. If you buy a, a if you buy one barrel of oil from Iran, you're going to be taxed at a, a number like nobody's ever taxed before. So they were broke, and they had no money for Hamas. They had no money for Hezbollah. You know this better than anybody. You've spoken about it. In fact, I saw the other day a Democrat congressman on television say whether you like Trump or not, they were broke. They had no money for Hezbollah. And this was a big story three years ago, how there was no terrorism because Iran had no money because they're the they're the purveyor of terrorism. Iran had no money to give to these other groups. And there were about 28 of them, actually. But people think in terms of Hezbollah, and they think in terms of Hamas and but others. There are many others, countries of terror. And Iran was supplying the money. Now Iran has two hundred billion dollars because he took off all the sanctions immediately. I can't even understand. Uh, nobody can understand why. There's something going on. Uh, it, he's like a Manchurian candidate. Uh, there's something going on that people don't know about. But it's this. It's so bad what's happened. So now they have two hundred billion dollars. They have so much money. And you look at the Middle East. And the problem is we have the same people that did. Afghanistan handling the Middle East. We'll end up in World War III with these people. These are people that don't know what they're doing. So, you know, I let people know, and we did a great job. We had the safest border. We had the, I rebuilt the military. We had the biggest tax cuts in history, the biggest regulation cuts in history, even things like right to try, where we're allowed to use space-age medicines, you know, medicines that won't be approved if people are terminally ill. We save thousands and thousands of lives with right to try. We have the right to try a medicine that isn't approved. You're terminally ill. 
and people would travel to Asia, they'd travel to Europe, they'd travel all over the world to find something. Or if they had no money, they'd go home and they'd die. And I got that passed. They tried to get it for 54 years and got passed through Congress. You had to get it through Congress in this case. And we got it done. We did a lot of things. And uh, they're actually sort of unhappy that we did these things. Uh, Space Force. But think of it. We rebuilt the military and they gave $85 billion of that beautiful brand new equipment to uh, the Taliban. You know, if you think it's the Taliban. And actually, Afghanistan now is the second largest seller of military equipment in the world because they got 700,000 rifles and guns. They don't need anywhere near that number. They got uh, 70,000 trucks, many of them armor-plated. There's no used parking lot, used car lot in the world that has 70,000 cars. And these are, these are things that cost, in some cases, hundreds of thousands and, and even millions of dollars. 70,000. And they're selling all this stuff, and they're a massive uh, distributor and seller of military equipment. We gave it to them. We left them all of $85 billion worth of equipment. We are uh, run by incompetent people. And I say all the time, and then you take it back, but I say all the time, uh, you take the 10 worst presidents in history, they will not have done the damage and the harm that this man has done. And, you know, we still have 10 months to go, Mark, and 10 months is a lot of time for somebody to destroy our country. We could end up in World War Three. So, I mean, America, listen to how President Trump speaks. Listen to all the areas that he discussed. Joe Biden's incapable of doing any of this. Let me ask you something, Mr. President. When people interview you, friend and foe, do they ever let you finish a thought? My... Viewing and listening is typically they want to project something into your conversation. They want to put you on defense. They want to create a controversy. They want something like that. Does anybody ever interview and shut the hell up? Well, you do. As Me, an example, you know, I do speak in long, complex sentences. I have a lot of material in each sentence or paragraph. And uh, you do. By the way, you speak that way. I watch with Sean. Sean used to sort of interrupt you a little bit and uh didn't work out as well. And now he just, uh, I think he sort of just says, all right, go ahead and you just go on. And, you know, you have a lot of gems in those long uh, statements you make. And, you know, I, I talk about a lot of different things. We cover a lot of territory. If you have a fertile mind and if you know what you're doing, you cover a lot of territory. No, if Biden, first of all, Biden would never be able to do an interview like this. He's, he can't put two sentences together. He's the worst president in the history of our country and the happiest man is Jimmy Carter, because he was brilliant as a president by comparison to Biden. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Is there a final statement that you want to make to the people of Iowa uh, why they should turn out in the cold and the snow to vote for you? Well, I've been very good to the farmers, and I've been very good to Iowa in particular. And uh, with all of the different things I've done, including getting $28 billion for the farmers of the country, $28 billion, from you know where, Mark? From China. Now, you tell me, do you think Biden's going to get $28 billion? I got 28 because they treated our farmers very, very unfairly. But think, we had no inflation. We had the best economy in the history of our country. We had the greatest economy. We had the strongest border in the history of our country. We rebuilt our military. We did everything. Think, we no regulate. the regulations were cut. I cut regulations, which, were, by the way, were great for our farmers but we cut regulation. 
greater than anybody's ever cut regulation, including somebody that you admire, Ronald Reagan. So do I. Mm -hmm. We, uh, and again, the biggest tax cuts. And you know, one of those tax cuts is that farmers won't have to pay estate taxes. They don't anymore. They used to take over that a father would die, leave the farm to the kids, mother and father, leave it to the kids. And the kids would lose the farm to the bank because they had to go out and pay so much tax and have to mortgage up the farm. You don't have a state tax to pay anymore. That's a phenomenal thing that I did for the farmers. And they know it. And we're way up in the polls. I mean, it's a little disconcerting when you see like 30 degrees below zero. But a lot of people say that our voters, it's actually good for me because our voters have a lot of spirit, more spirit than the other people. And uh, they're going to get out and vote no matter what. So we'll see. But, you know, it's a little cold up there. I start the journey tomorrow morning. And it's a tough journey because uh, the I guess... They have never seen any cold like they have. And there's snow and cold. It's it's pretty rough weather. But uh, I'll get up there one way or the other. And, you know, I plan to I plan to be up there. I had a big rally uh, tomorrow. But because of the weather, we'll probably have to put that on to Sunday. But we'll get up there. And I think they have great enthusiasm for this election. I think they have great enthusiasm for something that's just very important. It's called making America great again. We're going to make America great again. And they understand it. And. We really do. We have a level of spirit that I think very rarely, and you you would know this better than anybody, very rarely have people seen anything quite like it. Well, Mr. President, God bless you. Be safe. You know, these planes in ultra-cold weather, they make me very, very nervous. Yeah. So uh, make sure they're checking the bolts on the damn doors, will you? I will promise to do that. I promise I will be doing it. I'll do it myself. Well, God bless you, sir. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you, too. Thanks a lot, Mark. Take care. All right. Be well. See, you heard a side of the president you never get to hear. Because he's relaxed, I'm relaxed. We're not at uh, loggerheads. It's an interview. It's not an inquisition. He's the former president. You treat him with respect. And in that short time span, you learned a lot. Perhaps not anything perfectly new, but you're reminded of things. And, Mr. Producer, doesn't he sound very likable? You love the guy. Very likable. But if you watch the media, this is what I talked about first hour. You let your mind be, be polluted with these Democrats dressed up as journalists. You let your mind be polluted with the Chris Christie's and the others the disgruntled former employees, well, then your mind's going to be polluted. But they are not conveying to you who he really is. I am. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. 
Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. Many years ago. You know, it's weird. I've reached the age where I can talk about many years ago. It's really weird, isn't it, Mr. Producer? You've been with me longer than anybody else. I mean, we were relatively young men at the time, weren't we? You in particular, you were 22. But anyway, it's so weird. So there was a a fantastic person. And... uh, he uh, basically ran the Republican Party in Pennsylvania. His name was Drew Lewis. He supported Ford against Reagan in 76. He regretted it. But he said, the Reagan people never asked me. But he supported Reagan in 80 against all comers. And uh, Reagan made him uh, head of the party for a period of time, but also eventually appointed him to be Secretary of Transportation. Not because it's a backwater department, it's certainly not. You can see all that's involved there. But because he needed the place to be run properly. And Drew Lewis had been a railroad magnate, an investor, and so forth and so on. But long story short, I was quite friendly with him, being from Pennsylvania in part of a group of uh, sort of a conservative young rebels who backed Reagan in 76 and 80. And one of the things I can remember he once told me is never fly when it's snowing or there's ice or it's freezing. These planes, despite all the computers and technology, in the end it comes down to mechanics. They're mechanical. And so I get nervous I'm not freaking out or anything. I'm just saying, you know, when you have a former president, a candidate flying from Florida to Iowa, it is a little nerve-wracking, I would think. Or when you have DeSantis flying from Florida to Iowa, it's nerve-wracking. And it's something I've always remembered. And what's interesting about that, really not in a good way, is some of you may be old enough to remember that winter that hit Washington, D.C., when a commercial jetliner crashed into the Potomac River. Are you familiar with that, Mr. Producer? You were a tiny little kid. If you were born at all. Now you would have been born. And um, because the de-icing on the wings, it had sat there at the airport too long on the tarmac, and it went right into the Potomac River. Many people lost their lives. They were never recovered, and they're at the bottom of the Potomac River. Some people did. You might remember the fellow Skullnick. Federal employee, they were trying to get a woman out of the Potomac. She started drowning, and he jumped into the water with his clothes on and swam to her and then got her out. And that was the beginning of the State of the Union where Reagan brought somebody in and talked about that person and had him sitting in the gallery. My point is, it's very cold in Iowa. You're going to have jets coming and going, and it is very, very important if they're private jets or commercial jets, whatever they are, that they be very, very carefully examined and make sure they've been properly maintained. This is very, very bad weather. 
for those big birds in the sky like that. I'll be right back. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, uh, this Middle East, it's uh, what you heard the president, you heard others. They can't make uh, heads or tails of what Biden's doing there. Bottom line is, he believes that all roads for peace and tranquility go through Tehran. It is so insane. It's so suicidal for our country and others. Then we have this little speck on the map. It's called Qatar. Qatar plays both sides. It's the major funder for Hamas besides Iran. Al Jazeera, which is an Islamist news organization, uh, is Qatarian. Qatar gives safe harbor to the billionaire leaders of Hamas. They spend billions of dollars, oil money, which now we have to rely on because Joe Biden killed energy independence. Billions of dollars supporting and funding our enemies and billions of dollars buying influence in Washington, D.C. among Republicans and Democrats alike, former members of Congress, former members of prior administrations. And, as I explained so eloquently the week before last, Qatar follows China as the biggest the biggest investor of American college and university educational institutions. It's the enemy. They say our biggest military base in the Middle East is in Qatar. No, our biggest military presence in the Middle East is Israel. Not Qatar in the military base. It's Israel, not Qatar. So what does Joe Biden do in the face of all this? Does he publicly pressure Qatar to stop funding Hamas? Does he publicly pressure Qatar to stop buying our colleges and universities and paying for these Islamists? 
including tenured professors? Now, you know what he did? He secretly signed a tenure extension on that base in Qatar. Ten years. That means future presidents, at least one, maybe more, will be obligated unless they break that agreement. I didn't hear the constitutionalists, the Republicans, objecting. Not one damn one of them. If they did, I can barely hear them. I didn't hear Mitch McConnell, John Cornyn, and all the other Republican pallbearers. I didn't hear them say a damn thing, did you? They're not jealously protecting the power of Congress to be involved in the making of foreign policy, are they? No, they sit on their fat asses and make deals with Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries and, yes, Biden. They cut out the Speaker of the House, Johnson, but they're for Nikki Haley. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. Qatar's involvement in what took place on October 7th while they're negotiating for hostages. I mean, think about this. Aren't you sick of this? And so Biden cuts this deal in secret, and then they make it public. Biden's running foreign policy secretly, an awful lot of it. He sends that thug. That phony, that fraud, that self-hater, Blinken. Been to the Middle East seven times, according to Andrea Mitchell. Can't you get the Israelis to stop? Sick. Sick. Our troops are coming under attack. It's not from the Israelis. We just need peace in our time. Israel just needs to surrender a third of its country. Its ancestral homeland where the literal birth of Judaism started. The literal birth of Judaism. In a tiny little place. And that would be part of what they surrendered to the Palestinians, who have absolutely no claim to one inch of any of that land. None. That's right, and all the Israelis have to do is give up that land and more. They need to make sure that the citizens of Gaza remain the citizens of Gaza. Now, how are they going to prevent those citizens from voting in Hamas again? And those citizens, well, if you vote for Hamas Hitlers, how can you be considered just purely innocent? If the body politic allows the building of miles and miles of underground, effectively like the subway system in New York, to be used for terrorism, it's not as if they don't know about it. That's the biggest infrastructure investment in building, bigger than anything we've done recently. Now, the citizens have to be in on it. The mosques have to be in on it. The hospitals have to be in on it. The school systems have to be in on it. The people have to be in on it. They knew what was going on. It's not like they didn't see or hear anything. It's not like Hamas is hiding thing, anything in, in Gaza. But Mark, they're hiding. They're underground from the people. People know exactly what's going on. You have 50,000 terrorist militia. They have families. 
Remember one of them? Murdered two Israelis and called his dad, and his dad told him what a great job he'd done. He was crying. He was so proud. It's a whole culture. You're taught as a little kid. How is it that we knew this when it came to the Nazis and the Japanese during World War II? How is it that we knew that? But now under Joe Biden, the Israelis are saying, okay, Gaza, cease fire. Andrea Mitchell says we need a diplomatic solution. Okay, that's enough. Now please, please give us the hostages that you tortured and raped. Can you please give them back to us? Please, please, pretty please. That's not enough for Biden and Blinken. That's not enough for Tapper and Mitchell. That's not enough for Soros. That's not enough for Bernie Sanders and the other, yes, I'll say it, Hitlerians. Bernie, you with us? In addition to that, they've got to pull over half a million Israelis out of Judea and Samaria. Take them out of their homes. Take them out of their ancestral homelands. And turn it over to the mostly peaceful Palestinians. We're building tunnels as I speak. We're committing acts of terrorism against the settlers. And as I've said over and over again, and others, of course, have repeated, and that's good. You can't be a settler in your own home. Do we call the Navajo settlers? The Zuni settlers? And on and on. Isn't that ridiculous? Yes, it's absurd. Well, the Israelis have been in their ancestral homelands longer than all of them. How about that? Had to deal with the Babylonians, the Persians, the Romans, the Arabs. To deal with all of them. Guess we don't teach history, certainly not ancient history anymore. You watch TV, you have to listen to Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper has the IQ of a P. Here's the integrity. Well, he has no integrity. And he's not alone. He's not alone. So see, U.S. quietly reaches agreement with Qatar. This is even CNN to keep operating largest military base in the Middle East. But the largest military presence the United States has in the Middle East is Israel. No Arab base. It's Israel. Israeli intelligence. The Israeli military. The IDF. They work hand in glove with the United States military. Qatar has no military. Spends money promoting terrorism. Against our allies. The Israelis. I wish the media would do us a favor, but I'm asking too much. I understand that. Provide a list of all the Americans or their companies or their groups that are on Qatar's payroll. Whomever they are. Doesn't matter to me. Whomever they are. Because the little bastard inbred who runs that country has gotten away with mass murder. And he's bought the influence and the silence and the support of the United States Congress, including Republicans, who will not push back on what just took place.
There's one or two like Tom Cotton, but most of them won't. They're quiet. It's too late. There's nothing we can do after all. It's, this base is very important, you know. That's Qatar. So Biden funds Qatar. Biden funds Iran. Biden funds Hamas. Biden funds the Hutus and the Houthis and the Hooters and all the rest. Biden funds Hezbollah. But Israel's the problem, you see. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. We have two great Life, Liberty, and Levin programs for you. And we do it because we figure you're going to want to watch them. And when you decide you don't want to watch them, I will stop doing it. Don't do it for the money. I've got enough money. I don't do it because I like my face on TV. I don't care about any of that. None of it. I do it because I think it promotes our mission, and you will find it both entertaining and intriguing and informative. So we are going to have, um, on Saturday, a really terrific show. I hope you'll join us. Uh, we're going to have uh, Ron DeSantis. will be the second guest on the program. On Sunday night's program, we're going to have Stephen Miller. Excuse me. Stephen Miller is our second guest. We're going to dig into the, the border, and our first guest will be Stephen Moore. We're going to dig into the economy. These are issues that are very, very important to us, to you, really to everybody. We're going to do it in a way that only my show does it. The long-form interview where I ask a question and I listen to the answer. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to strongly encourage you as part of the uh, Levin family here to do this. Doesn't cost you a cent. Just takes about two minutes of your time, seriously. I'm going to tell you how to download uh, the app or have access to my podcast. And that way, no matter what, no matter where you are, no matter what happens... You, on your own, can directly listen to the radio show on your Android, on your iPhone, whatever your cell phone is. You know, this is really cutting-edge technology. I know we've gotten used to it over the last five or ten years, but, you know, 20 years ago, this didn't exist. So you probably have a lot of apps on your, your cell phones right now anyway. So I encourage you to just go ahead and... Uh, and download it if you don't have this one. You can find all my full podcasts, interviews, and we now have created specials on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is really, really great. Really great. I don't talk about it enough, but we have a lot of visitors there by word of mouth. Well, the word ought to come out of my mouth, too, quite frankly. And here's how you get there. It's very simple. Search Mark Levin Show on YouTube. That's it. Search Mark Levin Show in YouTube. Or if you prefer, you go to youtube.com at Mark Levin Show. Either way, the podcast is there. We've created some specials for you there, aggregating different kinds of uh, programming for you there. It's really a great channel. It's the Mark Levin Channel. Now for the podcast, equally simple. You search Mark Levin Show in your favorite podcast app. So if you already have a podcast app, download it. Search for the Mark Levin Show and lock it in. Now, you can also go to the MarkLevinShow.com. This is the mothership. It's my website. I actually own the content on this website. Was smart enough to do that out of the box. It's MarkLevinShow.com. M-A-R-K-L-E-V-I-N Show.com. Click on Audio Rewind. And select your favorite platform if you don't already have one. Or if you do, again, search Mark Levin Show on your favorite podcast app. Now, what else? I tell you, we have lots of ways to get here. If you have the Mark Levin app, you can stream and download all my podcasts. Now, you need more details? You can find the Mark Levin app through iTunes or Google Play. And download it to your phone. Or go to MarkLevinShow.com and click on the Apple or Android icon at the top of the right and download it on your phone. Now, I know this is a lot of information, but you don't need, you don't need it all. You can cherry pick if you wish. And I think I mentioned a week or two ago that I have an entirely new project in mind to take advantage of this technology and particularly in this election year, 
my wife is very much against me doing any more, but look, that's what I do. And so what I'm doing and what I'm going to do, and it won't be the too distant future, is going to lock in and secure a partner, perhaps two. And I want to have a 30-minute, brand-new, fresh podcast, just 30 minutes, where the mission is to promote liberty, the Constitution, and Americanism. That's my plan. And we are actively working on it and actively talking to potential partners. And I also believe by doing that, we can literally expand the podcasting for both us and our partners and get into more homes, into more phones, into more cars, into more places with that 30-minute brand-new weekly podcast in addition to the others. So it'll be a very special thing we're doing. I have never done this before. Look, I'm not going to be around forever, so I want to do it. And we will have a sponsor that will work with us, a sponsor that is patriotic and also concerns about the, is concerned about the future of the country. So that's where we are on that. All right, now, back to business. Nancy Pelosi on the Constipated News Network today. Now, first of all, I want you to hear what she says, because we timed it at about 50 seconds, and she's not interrupted. Whenever Donald Trump is interviewed, he's interrupted relentlessly. And quite frankly, that follows with DeSantis, too. Why are you in? You're so far behind. Nobody's interested in that crap. We want to hear what these people have to say. But CNN allows Nancy Pelosi to mumble on with her gibberish endlessly. When these clowns have an opportunity to interview Donald Trump, he can't get five words out of his mouth before they're jumping, putting him on defense, attacking, and then attacking his response. You heard how I do interviews. By the way, interviews of friendlies. And the respect. And that comes under attack by reprobates, prebubescent pukes, the kind of people that populate mediocreite and Media matters for un-Americans. Because they want you on the attack. Don't waste your time going to media. I, people send me these links. I just delete them. Used to take a peek. And when I did take a peek, it was non-stop. Trump, Trump, Trump. About two out of every three clips attacking Trump. Or attacking people who don't attack Trump. And over at George Soros's organization which is run by a president who certainly in his past has a record of anti-Semitism, racism, bigotry, homophobia, and misogyny, and all the rest of it. Can you believe that? He runs that outfit. Complete sleazeball. His entire mission is to destroy Fox News. That's it. So that's all you'll get over there. So here's Pelosi on the Constipated News Network today about Joe Biden's economy. Now, I want you to listen carefully, whether you're a Democrat, independent, Republican, regardless of your age or your income. I want you to listen to what's become the let-them-eat-cake Democrat Party, the let-them-eat-cake. In other words, 
we monarchs, we're doing great. We're doing great. And if the, uh, and if the uh, you know, the masses out there, meaning you, individual American citizens, red-blooded Americans, if the masses out there aren't enjoying it or can't handle it, that's their problem. Let them eat cake. Because we have plenty of cake here, you know, that sort of thing. Cut seven, go. People have to know because their kitchen table needs are what are important to them. And the democracy message relates to the kitchen table. Democracy is a personal issue. Freedom of choice to have when and if you have a family. Uh, freedom to uh, to enjoy your work, have, knowing you have a pension so that your Stop family... Stop from another psychopath. Rambling on. They won't interrupt her. And she is absolutely incoherent. If you like what you see in San Francisco, well, Nancy Pelosi's telling you that Joe Biden's the man. She is a character, witness, for a man with no character. That would be Joe Biden. She has been in Congress since the 1980s, early 80s. Much of the suffering that you are experiencing right now is due to her. And her buddy Obama. They've destroyed what I would argue, like it or not, is the prettiest or was the prettiest, most beautiful city in America, San Francisco. Union Square was so outstanding. The hotels there. They even did an entire show. On that old hotel that was on Union Square, the name of which escapes me, but it's irrelevant. My wife and I went to an event there where I got an award. I think it was... uh, year or two ago, the streets were lined with homeless people, with drug addicts, with fecal matter and urine. You could smell it. The city is destroyed. Looks like a big third world city. That's by choice. That's what the Democrats did to San Francisco. That's her party. That's Nancy Pelosi while she's talking to you about kitchen table issues while her dentures are falling out. She's trying to link it to democracy. And then she's trying to link it to Joe Biden. What's wrong with you? Don't you support democracy? Don't you want to eat? Well, then vote for Biden. Democracy, like they have in San Francisco. Go ahead. Secure the education of your children, the safety of the environment in which they live. He scores very high on all oh, of whoa, those. Whoa, whoa. He scores high on the safety of our children and the education of our children. Do you like being lied to like this, America? Do you like being viewed as stupid? As zombies who can't think for yourself, who don't. Who don't embrace reality? Is she persuading you? Go ahead. And many people are appreciating and enjoying it. They just are not giving him credit for it. And this is uh, what we have to do now is to make sure that not only the president, but other validators come forward uh, to to, uh, say what he's done. Sounds like she needs a ventilator. But... They didn't interrupt her. They didn't challenge her. She could spew her moronic burps all over the place. 
That is a complete lie. Everything she said. You enjoying it? You appreciating it? And then she she defends Biden not campaigning. That's what I mean. These people are party ideology first. Screw the country. They don't care about you. They don't care about the country. One of the problems Trump has with these people is he does, and he loves the country. They hate the country. Cut eight, go. Do you wish he was not, I don't mean out giving campaign speeches more, I just mean out more, talking to, talking in interviews. Listen, talking. says Phil Mattingly of CNN, we don't expect him to get out and actually speak. He's running for president, the highest political office. No, I just can't expect Joe to speak. We don't actually expect him to give speeches. Can he just get out and about, you know, just out and about, just walk around out and about? Just show us that he can be out and about. <clears throat> it's a pretty low standard for president of the United States, don't you think, America? And yet, look around you. Half the people around you, when you're walking down the street or maybe you're at a pub or where. Half the people around you support this crap. Go ahead. Doing rope lines. We just haven't seen as much of that. Well, you know what? The president has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's the president. So so first, last night, Hunter Biden was a victim. Spent enough time on that miscreant. Not the women who are trafficked to service him for a fee. Not their families, not their loved ones, no. Hunter Biden, poor precious soul, he's such a victim. He's a punk. He's a sleazeball. I would have disowned him. And I'm not kidding. And then daddy. Poor daddy, he's got the... He's got the stress of the world on his shoulders. I'm thinking to myself... First of all, he's president. Nobody asked him to run. He wanted to run. Secondly, he vacations 40% of the time. Doesn't act like he has the pressure of the world on his shoulders, does he? Thirdly, this guy doesn't know anything else. He's never worked in the private sector. He doesn't know what any of you are experiencing. I want you to listen very carefully to me, and neither does Nancy Pelosi. He doesn't know anything that you people are experiencing. Nothing. Whether you're an electrician or a plumber or a trucker, whether you're a waiter or a waitress, whether you're a handyman, whatever you are, he doesn't know from butkus. Nothing. He's been on the public dole his entire life. And he's become a multimillionaire and the family as a result of him using his name and them using his name and being in public office on the public dole his entire life has engorged themselves with over $30 million in foreign money. But no scandal here. Listen, he's got the weight of the will on his shoulders. And by the way, What puny shoulders, don't you think, Miss? What kind of shoulders are they? What are you going to do, take me out back and beat me up, Joe? I saw him on the Amtrak Acela train. I've talked about this before. I guess he's about 6'1", 
probably weighs about 170. Just a tough guy. He's got like a perfect nose, so you know he's never been in a fight. I don't have a perfect nose, do I, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. It's a very challenging job. There are only so many hours in the day, uh, and I trust his judgment. Shut up, you rambling buffoon. There ought to be psychological tests if you're going to serve in public office. That is, if you have the minimal brain capacity to do anything other than shuffle around Capitol Hill, smile, your fourth facelift or whatever it is, spewing stupid comments. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jim Clyburn. This guy's amazing. But he gets away with the things he says. Just a minute. I want you to listen to this one. Here he is on the morning schmo. I mean, MSNBC has become a cesspool for the Washington cesspool. Cut 10, go. And we've got to remind these young people uh, that uh, this guy that's leading on the other side, that's the guy that told us who and what he was with the Central Park Five. And we've got to remind them of that. And we've got to remind them this is the guy that did everything he could to discredit the first African-American president of these United States. This is guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were in a democracy. Were we not supposed to run hard against him because he's an African-American? I'm so confused. Go ahead. And refer to an African-American woman as a dog. I'll tell you what we're going to remind him of, Clyburn, that you're a sellout. That's number one. Number two, that Joe Biden talked about a racial jungle when he was breaking bread and slobbering all over three of the worst racist segregationists in the United States Senate. Yeah, we'll remind everybody there, Clyburn, that you're great buddy, that you're great pal, Joe Biden, racist segregationist bigot. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Kevin O'Leary, O'Leary is Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. The good guy, smart dude. So I don't know why he's on CNN. I guess he likes uh, to go on different platforms. And that's okay. But I want you to listen to what he has to say to Lara Coates. Who is she? Exactly. Who the hell knows? But she's at CNN. Cut 13. Go. Some people look at all this and they say, is this what happens in business? What Trump has said he's done or is accused of being done? You've been doing real estate for decades. Does this case strike you as odd? Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute. 
and let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So if you're a developer and you've got a building on, on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset. And I want you to tell me it's worth 500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth 400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you can possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most because you're only going to get a 40 or 50% loan to value as it's called. Then you borrow that money. In the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What, and, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot, and the bank says no. And that's just the way it is. So... In this case, when I'm trying to figure out, and I'm not pro or con, or I don't care about the politics, who lost money? Nobody. The bank got paid back the construction finance loan, and a new building was built. And if, if you're going to sue this case and win, you got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. Now, look, I know Trump's got a lot of problems in other indictments and everything else. But but this if you're a real estate developer, you're watching this, you're saying, what is this? This is ridiculous. It's the clearest explanation of this yet, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Now, you can tell he's a conservative. He's trying to stay out of politics. That doesn't bother me because it's the message on this case that's crucially important. Trump didn't do a damn thing. Nothing. This is a phony statute. Fox has announced on several occasions that it's actually done extensive legal examination to see if anybody has ever been charged under this statute, and the answer is no. It's called a fraud statute, but you don't actually have to have fraud. You don't have to actually have defrauded anybody. There's not even a complainant. Every single bank that he's been involved with has been paid off, and all of them have said they've been paid off on time. And now Letitia James is a real piece of S, a radical Marxist left-wing kook who should have been denied her legal practice and her law license should have been pulled. You don't campaign on indicting somebody. And this judge, he's not any up to Judge Judy standards. No offense, Judge Judy, just saying. He's not even up to, well, any standards. He's a buffoon. He's a clown. And then he has his law clerk uh, calling the shots. The little tubster sitting next to him. Have you noticed her, Mr. Producer? Very politically involved. By the way, all these politically involved people are judges? You got a political hack, this Judge Pond on the circuit court in D.C., political hack, her husband's a political hack. You have Chunkin, a political hack. Go right down the list. You go, the, the, this rogue thug prosecutor Smith, his wife is a political hack. His mother-in-law is a political hack. Willis and her fanny, both of them obviously political hacked, and 
corrupt. The idiot prosecutor in Manhattan, Bragg, political hack. They're all Democrat politicians. Or their family members are. So a case is brought against against Trump to destroy his entire enterprise that he spent his whole life working on. That his kids have spent their whole life working on. Nobody defends him. He's got a very good lawyer, by the way. I forget her name. What is her name, Mr. Producer? Haba. Alina Haba. She's done a great job. I mean, a great job under the circumstances. I mean, it's a clown show. And yet they're trying to steal $350 million from the man. I want you to think about this. If you're in the shoes, you're being litigated against like this, you're being sued. Then they bring this woman out. This woman out. Who accuses Trump of rape. Trump said, I don't even know who the hell she is. So he denounces her. Then she sues him for defamation. And he loses, and they have to pay a fortune, but the court, the jury did not find that he raped her. Then he criticizes her again. Then she sues him again. Then, excuse me, yeah, she sues him again. Another defamation case. And the local judges, the elected hack judges in New York, you don't want to be in front of any of these clowns, that's for sure. That's for sure. He says, yes, she has another case. Of course. Then a judge rules today that, well, Trump has to pay millions and millions to the New York Times. For what? Who cares? Who knows? Or was it 400000 Whatever it was. 400000 Seems to me the New York Times should be paying everybody else. So they're trying to bleed him financially with these civil cases. And you can't tell me this isn't all concerted and coordinated. All these Democrat prosecutors, all these Democrat judges, give me a break. That's like believing that Joe Biden doesn't know anything about his son. Hey, Hunter, how'd you get that sports car? Dad, I can't talk to you about it. Why not? I just can't. But why can't he if it's legal? I said it, laid it out last night. Why isn't he sharing all this information with Daddy if it's all perfectly fine? Daddy, guess what? What? Guess what? Daddy... We got $10 million from Communist China. Good job, son. Perfect. And it's all legal, isn't it? Yes, it is, Daddy. It's all legal. Great, great, son. Look at this, Daddy. I got a diamond ring. From the former mayor's wife from Moscow. Good job, son. Fantastic. Perfectly legal, right? So why wouldn't he say it? Daddy, uh, I need you to play golf with, meet with, have dinner with, get on the phone with. A number of these people we're trying to do business with, Barisman, all the rest of it. Well, of course, son, everything you do is legal. Instead, it's, I don't know anything. Never discusses anything with me. It's pretty defensive, don't you think? If they're in the clear, if everything's uh, above board, uh, I, I don't know, uh, my son, we don't talk about anything. Oh, I got it. Poor victim son, you know, poor son. What's the problem? Well, he's an addict. Really? What about all those women who are his victims? Well, you know, whatever. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
thought off the top of my head, you know, oh, Trump says he's going to pardon the January 6ers. First, I thought they meant the 76ers. No, the January 6ers. Can you imagine that, says Biden and the rest. He's going to pardon them. Billy Barr, same thing. His name should be Billy Candy Barr, don't you think, Mr. Producer? But nonetheless, I'm sitting here thinking, now, wait a minute. You had these Puerto Rican terrorists in the House gallery who shot five members of the House of Representatives. One almost critically got shot in the chest, but all five were shot and wounded. And between Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama, those who lived, they were all their sentences were commuted. Now, this is what I mean. You got to know a little history. You got to listen to this program. You got to see what's going on. All commuted. Truly insurrectionists who wanted to overthrow the country. Puerto Rican nationalists, or whatever they called themselves, shot five members. I think it was five, may have been four, but members of the House of Representatives, one in the chest, one in the leg. And Democrat presidents commuted them, their sentences, eventually. Wow. That Trump, he's a real Hitler, you know. It's unbelievable. Sick. I want to remind you, two great shows this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, always 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. If you can't watch them live or you think you're going to be doing something else or you don't know, set your DVR for those times right now. Victor Davis Hanson, Ron DeSantis Saturday, and we have Steve Moore and Steve Miller on Sunday, and of course, you'll have my two opening statements. Don't miss it. We go to America every Friday. In honor of you. Here we go.
is over. The weekend officially begins right now, America. Please check us out. 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday and Sunday. Two fantastic shows. Two great guests each show. Or you can DVR it if you're not sure. You'll be able to watch it live. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, freedom fighters all over the world, our brothers and sisters in Israel and Ukraine, and you, the American people. We are blessed to have each other, quite frankly. Good night, Spritey and Griffey and Pepsi. Good night, Smokey and Zelda, Gigi. Good night, Indy and Patton, Rory. Good night, Barney and Marty. Good night, Dad and Mom and Leo and Joe. Good night, Teddy. The list goes on way too long. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you tomorrow on Fox.